All right, everybody. Welcome to the Howard Show, episode two, with special guest Riz. We finally got her here, and we have our first official sponsor, Janway Honey, from my cousin Josh in Baton Rouge. He doesn't know it, but he is paying for this episode. Thank Janway you, Josh. Honey. <laughs> and it honey. goes, it goes great in old fashioned. So um, uh, we also, because of all the um, mean people in the comment section who said my room looked like my office looked like an interrogation room uh, we put up some new wall art uh, this is when I was in the military and I freed Riz from the Philippines <laughs> in my uniform and that was the paddle I uh, paddled the boat out the ship out yeah. on so um, <clears throat> well why don't we go ahead and start for the people that don't know who you are um, I think everybody knows I think right? everybody knows who you are yeah. um, so First episode of OnlyFans right here. Here we go. What? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Um, well, my name is Riz. Um, only a few people knows my full name. <laughs> and only two people calls me with my full name. So there's that. Um, I'm Riz. I don't know how many times I've done this. Saying I'm from Guam, from Philippines. Um, Born in Philippines. Born in Philippines, proud Filipino. Um, I moved to Guam when I was 10. My parents pretty much moved the whole family to Guam. Three girls, one boy, all moved to Guam. And my other sister was left behind. She was a nurse in Philippines, but of course. Um, we moved there and pretty much yellowed it out. Um, Mom worked at a bakery like, I don't know, a few walking distance away, I would say. And she walked there to work because she could never pass her driver's license. Oh. <laughs> and she never did. She tried and she's just not made for it. So, you know. Yeah. And, yeah, as usual. <laughs> I'm living here life. I don't like driving and I hate driving. I just hate dealing with people on the road. Anyway, so That's true. Mom worked at our bakery and she did not, you know, she did not really care if she's working or not per se, but she um she worked her ass off. She would work at until in the morning she worked night shifts so I just remember her she smells like bread all the time mm -hmm. <laughs> but we get free bread you know and it was good dad is an automotive mechanic auto mechanic and he um, he's still working he is I don't I don't know how old my parents are I'm the worst daughter but um, he still works I'm pretty sure he's still working right now um, he has been the provider for the whole family, so that's a good foundation for all of us women, girls in the family to um, kind of have a, an idea of what we want her husband to be like. <laughs> Yeah, we well, did, did pretty well in that. And then I found you, and I was like, damn it. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. Now, now you're on the Howard Show. I mean, you <laughs> made it. I'm doing podcasts. Yeah, like you made it. Uh, I made it because, you know, I have a lot of time in my hands now. So Yeah. So <laughs> before we jump into the real estate part. Um, Wait, I'm still telling about my family. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. So we moved to Guam, and... My dad, you know, got us a two-bedroom uh, duplex. So mom and dad stayed on the other room, and then four siblings stayed in one room. Can you imagine that? Like, my brother was working, my bigger sister was working, and they all pretty much worked their ass off to uh, buy our first house in Guam. And I believe we were the first people from our town to actually buy real estate oh. in Guam like that it was a big deal like that house was about 200k I think that that's a lot of money for us who came from the Philippines and you know um, 
but yeah that was my dad's goal is to buy a house for us and it was really really nice to have that and i think that's where we can jump into the real estate and then- well i was gonna say before we even jumped into real estate which everyone knows you're obviously successful at that because we sold the company yeah. but a lot of people don't know that you're also well one you're at, you've been working on your masters at the university of bama yeah, roll tide and uh you finished in may i think hopefully from, hopefully if, in may yeah with your masters in marketing which is one reason why our marketing has been pretty good at four charms but then two um a lot of some people probably know some people don't probably more the guys on my side but they don't know that you actually have a very successful jewelry business where you make homemade jewelry yeah and yes. um yeah you, you actually crush it pretty good on that so let's yes. hear a little bit about that before we get into the real estate oh so um that's actually what i did all day i'm doing sale right now 50 percent of everything just because i need to move <clears throat> inventories um i have a lot of inventories and I need to do newer stuff so I'm like I need to put these on sale so I can just get rid of them and buy new stuff but it is buttons they're jewelry made out of buttons and I turn designer jewelry into like earrings um, bracelets pendants whatever you know I can custom make and pretty much um, I started doing it during COVID. Um, you know me, like I'm, I get bored. So I watch all the Korean dramas that I can think of. I got very, very addicted to that. And then I'm like, okay, you know, um, I need to do something because one, I'm getting fat. <laughs> Two, uh, my back's hurting from laying on the couch too much watching my shows. But I started the jewelry business and then I signed up for my master's degree and I'm still going on with them right now and yeah the jewelry is something that I really really love doing because you know like I make jewelry and then I can I get to wear them so I pretty much just make things that I can wear plus I'm saving you money because you don't have to pay well, that was gonna be my next question. Where, where does all that money go to? Well, I've never seen it. If you haven't been to my closet yet, you yeah, know, like we've been there. They're all investments, by the way. Like everything that I do is investment. Like mm. you, you're an investment. Well, pretty high return. <laughs> um, but for like the guy listeners out there on the jewelry, um, she also makes some pretty cool cufflinks and yes. stuff like that. You made some, I think, some CCT cufflinks. I think maybe for Eric at one point. Like a tie bar or something no, like that? No, no. I, um, well, I was trying to, but I couldn't <laughs> find any lightning bolt, but yeah, I'm still it's on the list. for that. It's on, on the, the list, list of things to do. <laughs> but yeah, it's actually pretty nice uh, little jewelry stuff that you do. It's my business. So, let's see. I kind of gave a story the other day. I know you listened to it about how we got started in real estate and how I actually wish I would have listened to you mm-hmm. in Washington State instead of renting a house. Because mm-hmm. um, that would have made us hundreds of thousands if we would have bought a house and and sold it so that was a you know definitely a big regret of mine yeah also Uh, one thing well before i finish one thing you didn't touch on is that i also wanted to buy in destin you did i did not touch on that yeah and you said no i want to live in the bar because I'm a country boy and I need to live in the woods and I'm like yeah, that's oh not quite what I said because <laughs> but you didn't want to live in Dustin because of the traffic <laughs> like what everybody is saying you know yeah and if I would have really done my homework there was less traffic in Dustin than, than there was Navarre yeah. and then the house prices like specifically Crystal Beach area yeah. houses were like we would have bought a house in Crystal Beach 130 150,000 where now they're millions millions you know but I do love I do love being in the bar because we met you know the best neighbors ever we did we had some awesome neighbors there like we're still friends with them they're still family you know and that's why I go to um, Alabama because of Miss Joanne you know she's that's true the commander the commander she's influenced me she has so I can't wait to walk in (coughs) and tell her hopefully she can attend my graduation <laughs> yeah no yeah. They're, they're awesome people yeah so so you were saying no i was gonna say 
I kind of gave a story the other day about all the properties we bought. Mm -hmm. And I, I mentioned a little bit about you doing the designing of the homes, mm -hmm. but that was such a huge part of our success in the vacation business. Yeah. And it also, because usually we're dealing with like couples. Mm -hmm. So maybe the wife didn't like me or thought I was too rough around the edges yeah. and then you're there beside me helping us get these houses on the program yeah. and you're talking about your designing and showing photos of what we've done yes. and how we would increase the rental income and I think that brought like a lot of comfort <clears throat> usually to like the, the wife side of the yeah. rental properties yes. especially the nice houses like in Seagrove because yes. you know we go in these like three million dollar houses and you know I know I People think I'm luxury because of the way I look, but Very. <laughs> um, you know, usually you came off a little on the nicer side of yes. luxury and the wives like that. And that's probably actually what got us a lot of those contracts on those houses. Yes. But um, I guess the design side, um, where'd that come from? Mom from Nene. No, she's, uh, I grew up like, you know, pretty much admiring my mom. Like she had the best dresses, the best shoes, and she was always put together. Our house was always put together. Like there's always nice stuff and she takes care of them. So, you know, just growing up with that and like when I tell myself, like when I grow up, I wanna be like that. Like I wanna have nice things, I wanna, make nice things i want to put together you know beautiful stuff so yeah and i just i just love it like i love putting things together by you know i buy stuff online and i'm just like well this is gonna go good together which was really hard at first because i don't get to see the furniture and then we get them we're like oh my god that's not what i ordered so i just started having eye for what really works with the business um well especially here you know the whole beachy stuff but not too beachy coastal modern yeah coastal modern but it all depends on what you want to track you know like it's it's all up to you like you can design it atlanta style where it's all like dark like black walls, green walls, whatever, like green and gold, black and gold, like those works well in Atlanta or New York City. Here, it's too hot for that. Like people wanna see like just all clean looking blue, I don't know. And yeah. All that. <laughs> the beach, just the beach. Like you don't wanna be in a dark room, dark curtains, like, you know. It's the beach. You got to let the sun in. And that was what brought our riddle income up so much. Yes. And you would, you would think it'd be obvious that people would, would see that like in a photo, like, oh, that looks like a beach home. Yes. This one looks like a mountain cabin. Yes, exactly. And it was shocking when people wouldn't get that. Or yes. like when we would have owners, we'd take on. So <clears throat> Riz would do the design of the property. And that was like a big thing we would do. But some owners were like, I yes. still want to design the property myself. Yes. And we had that one guy who was like, no, I'm going to make this place nicest modern place. And then it looked look like a Tennessee log cabin. Yes. And it affected the rental income. Huge. Big time. Um, and then it was hard for him to understand why it was affecting the rental income even after we explain it to him. But after we would show him like the numbers of a house you literally did like down the street. Mm-hmm. Then he would same exact house, literally the same house. Then he'd be like, "Oh, yes. you know." But I, even me, I was a little surprised that people wouldn't design their home here like coastal modern. And yeah, I was a little shocked by that. I um, think people just get too excited, you know. Like it's it's that rush of buying a house, and you've always pictured how you want your vacation home to be. So they finally got it, and they're like, "Oh, you know what? I've always wanted to put this." big ass couch in there in my vacation home so let me buy it but you know it's all dark couch like looks like a bachelor's pad that's one thing i never like when i go on vacation the house looking like a bachelor's pad like i just you just can't relax so no you can't and then you were also a big part of the remodels um yes. people 
<laughs> probably thought those photos were just like you came in with like a grabbed yeah. a hammer and took a photo no. but like no. when I we were doing all. when we were doing miramar charms lagoon charms and merino charms mm-hmm. me that was pretty much mostly all me and you like mm-hmm. most people we didn't really have help yeah um I broke a lot of nails yeah you didn't have nails <laughs> if you hear that noise that's our dog he's crying bear, bear. but um <clears throat> i mean like that was that was me and you for months yes. and that's kind of where i was getting at the day when we were like we were working every day. There was no days off because yes. we were both still active duty. Yeah. You were running your office at Herbert Field, and you were in charge of your the readiness shop, mortuary. Yes. And we would get off work and literally go right to the condo and, and start working yes. on it, pulling carpet up, ripping nails out of the floor, scraping popcorn ceilings, painting. Yes. And then we were Taking also... drywalls. Yeah, and then we were also like living in there as we would rent one of the other properties. Yes. We would live in there with no flooring dust everywhere like poor dogs yeah and it was just like and one of them didn't even have an ac like because we had to move the ac or something yeah it was like very tiring doing that oh yeah but i mean i get ptsd from talking about it (laughs) like don't ever make me work that hard again no i would but that was a sacrifice we did that's what i'm like i would do it all over again like I would do it all over again because without that, we would not be enjoying this right now. Exactly. Yeah. Like, we would go from work to remodeling. Yes. And then it'd be like, okay, we have to stop remodeling to go clean, like, the Dustin Charms condo yes. for a checkout, check-in, same day. Yes. And then we would literally go right back to those condos and start painting walls. Yes. Cutting LPV flooring with yes. little box cutters and popping them and sticking them on the floor. And then, then it'd be like, okay, now it's time to run a Home Depot, load yeah. the truck up, or buy some appliances, home goods, things like that. Um, yeah, we 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 did a lot of takeout working. pizza too. Yes, Whole Foods. Whole Foods pizza, pizza to go, and um, at the time, Cube, we'd go get burgers there. Yeah, best burgers today. Um, I still remember us working Christmas Eve. Yeah, <laughs> that's like people really. I feel like a lot of people just think like we just say that, but no, it was no. it was actually Christmas, Christmas Eve, Eve and Christmas. We yes. were working both because yes. we had a check in oh, the yes. day after Christmas. But so we, had, we were getting, we were having a check in. We had a check in for Christmas Eve for one of the condos that it should have been done already, but um, contractor issues. <laughs> that's that's something we have not hit on. Maybe and, that's on the next episode. Well, yeah. let's just say when you're remodeling and you do hire like a contractor for tile work or plumbing, yeah, um, there's like a ninety percent chance he might show not show up. Yeah, and that was a problem we were having where he would show up really strong for a couple of weeks and then he would just disappear. Disappear. And we've learned we've learned that a lot about contractors. But then now we all have like you know our best contractors that we work with, and they actually show up. So that's what we can like touch on when you sign up for Howard Real Estate Consulting. You get those phone numbers. <laughs> yeah, we we have fired a lot of contractors, and we've taken a lot of contractors to small claims court. Um, unfortunately, it's just it's yeah. time consuming, but um, that's just kind of unfortunately the nature of of the game. But that's why we were so far behind on that condo, and it was already yes. booked. And then I actually remember on that condo specifically, we were, I know, should we open the door and let the dog in or I don't know. Um, yeah. He's getting loud on the microphone, but so we were, I'll go ahead and talk while you grab the dog, but we were literally hanging the bar, the barn doors on the bathroom. We were building the furniture and I actually remember as the renter was coming in, I was setting the Wi-Fi up on the TV, like the Netflix, the cable, all of that stuff. And it was just such a pain. You might want to put Kumba out so they don't growl, but I don't know, it's up to you. All the dogs are in here now, so yeah. Um, and then all, all of our dogs we had, like Dixie was there and Kumba, they were actually there for all the remodels. Yes. Like they No AC and all that. Yeah, there was times we didn't have AC because we were <laughs> actually replacing the AC. But um, those those years of sacrifice, it I don't know. 
we had such a strong work ethic to want to make it and i think mm -hmm. that's what a lot of people just might not ever get like they're it's not an eight to five job it's not and it's not five days a week like it's every day if you want to make it yes yes well thanks to the military for training us to work <laughs> 24 7. it's probably our parents too and our well of course you know our parents were just work 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 and that's probably something that i don't ever want to like have our kids grow up with i mean i want them to work their ass off whenever you know it's needed but i don't want them seeing us just on our days off so yeah sorry our dogs <laughs> recovering from bronchitis these dogs got the hardest life in the world so um but yeah no that was that was a lot of work i remember we actually said i think i don't know if it was that christmas or the next one we we're like we're never going to be working like Christmas holidays ever again or something like yes. that. Like we just wanted to like enjoy our, our holidays because um, we were just so used to working all the time on it. So, well, that's a lie. We've been working since then though. I mean like <laughs> remodeling, like, I mean, we were literally hanging doors and picture frames and yes. building furniture. It was just, it was a mess. Um, no, I I mean I I'll always remember that and we'll have we'll always have something to talk about to our kids when um whenever we have them. <laughs> oh. Okay, yeah. We're going to have kids. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um so those properties we did and then you did all the admin stuff and and accounting, mm -hmm. taxes, all the stuff that I was terrible at and I don't know what Let's talk about that. Um, I like money. <laughs> you definitely like to spend money. <laughs> no, remember, like, we would always tell the owners, like, you don't make money, or we don't make money if you don't make money. Yeah, that's what I would so tell the owners. Tell if you're owners. not making money, we're not making money. And whenever uh, they're like, oh, why am I not booking? And we tell them, and they don't believe it until you tell them, like, look, Riz is trying to book your house and she likes to spend money so <laughs> yeah so i i would i would tell the owners um I, I really would say this and uh i would say look my wife has a purse buying problem so she wants to book your property yeah and i'm mean, like she works literally all night and i would give examples i'd be like it'd be 10 30 11 o'clock at night and she's literally negotiating with people to book your property for the week. And it's because she likes to make money. Yes. And like owners would laugh and some of them would be like, for real? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm serious. Like yes. she never takes time off. And then like for our friends that were, that would go out to dinner with us, we'd be at dinner and she's literally over there just on the phone negotiating with someone on Airbnb, yes. uh, especially like in the off season because off season we negotiate prices, summer we don't, but yeah. She's over there like, I'll negotiate this, I'll negotiate that. Just like you did that literally like a week ago in Bonita Springs with those mm -hmm. with those contractors. You got them up another $100 a night for two months. Oh, did I tell you they're booked for another 15 days? Another 15 days, yeah. yeah. I saw that message between you and Eric. So that's what I would tell people. I'm like, look, no one's going to outwork her because she's actually getting the money if she books your property. She's not just an employee on a fixed salary. Yeah. And she would make that money. Yeah, so. I mean, it's, it's, it's the best feeling when you make money for other people. Like, yeah. I, I, I'm like, I love, you know, all the thank yous and all that, but I, I love making people happy, making money for other people. Like, as much as I love making money myself, like, it's the best feeling when I write well, you know, when I do that wire transfer for them for 50K a month or 60K a month, like, like I'll tell you sometimes, like, hey, guess how much we... How much did we wire transfer in July? Do you remember? To the owners? I think you told me. Probably about 800K. Yeah, I think it was about $800,000. <laughs> like, yeah. It, it, it's, it's crazy, like, when you literally are just hitting like send on those wire transfers yes. for that amount of money and yes. at our small level yeah but like it's it's crazy 
Yes, you can you can have, you know, all the marketing in the world. You can spend as much as you want. Nobody's going to outwork a manual labor, period. Like, no. you can have all the data, all the air DNA working for you. Like, me looking at what's going on right now compared to a database like calculating all the numbers it, it doesn't equate it so no i don't think that's something <clears throat> a lot of a lot of people didn't get i know like you, you mentioned like the air dna yes and we'd always every now and then we get like some, some owners that just were like oh what about air dna you know like i heard this company does it and they're just this like massive company and air dna is kind of like the zestimate on zillow yes you know they can't pinpoint down like that interior of that house and how everything's going to look and or the customer service or the customer service of it things like that or just maybe some other amenities like maybe this house has a free golf cart you know and i could be wrong on a few of those things but the houses that were using air dna compared to like you and i adjusting the prices manually Mm -hmm. they wouldn't even compare to what we were doing because usually what would happen is their price would be higher yes and then it wouldn't book and then they would just like drop the price so far down mm-hmm. and they were just losing <clears throat> losing both ways on it um i know that was always kind of like especially with you and I, and I would i would warn owners um <laughs> with, with with riz i'd be like if you just kind of like stay out of her way and let her do her thing she'll make you more money than you've like ever were expecting yes and you some people wouldn't really take that advice seriously and they would start consistently bothering you all the time but once i would it would get kind of that breaking point and i would say look well you would actually threaten you're gonna drop them you're like (laughs) look you can go to another management company well i always tell you first so you can mend it like you know so you can talk to them first i usually had to be the voice of reason for a lot of things but i know like so like Howard is the nice guy. <laughs> well, I just try to keep the business. <laughs> well, that one too, but sometimes, you know, I don't have time. <laughs> yeah. So, like I would tell them like, "Hey, just back off. Let her do her thing for a few months and you'll see." Mm-hmm. And they would and they would always call me back, "Oh, man, I'm so glad I listened to you. Like she's making me so much money. Yes. Like it's it's great." But I think it, that was kind of a a lot of times the owners try to fly the plane Mm -hmm. and they don't even know what they're doing Mm -hmm. it's like the blind leading the blind Mm -hmm. and that's why we had to make it so clear to them up front like hey you're not like this is our job this is what you hired us for and i know we gotta get rid of these dogs they're just like (laughs) anybody wants some dogs i know like i would take them out like they're just they're just everywhere sorry rookie moves on this podcast do you want to take them out or what do you want to do they're part of the family all right they are part of the howard family that's true um and they're gonna be the howard show yeah this is what we deal with you know honestly this is just real life this is what we deal with these dogs are just going crazy and it's just ridiculous so usually at this point they start getting smacked you know but (laughs) it's it's just cool look at him he's just grumpy all right come here buddy because you're just like interrupting the whole show right now um <laughs> he wants to be on the show <clears throat> he does he, needs a Kumba show. he always you know gets in the way but so back to what we we're saying it was just <sighs> i just want them i just want them to trust us period you know that's i think that's the the biggest thing too with our success is that a lot of people trusted us and people that um the ones that listened the made one, money. People that trusted us made money. Like, yeah, because like, good example is we would have owners, and this is what not to do if, if you hire a management company. But the owners would be like, "Well, I read on Facebook the neighbors doing like a thousand dollars a night," mm-hmm. and I'd be like, "Well, your house is only going to do six hundred max, mm-hmm. guaranteed." And they'd yes. be like, "No, I read on the thirty-eight homeowners page, all these neighbors are doing thousand, and and they're they're booking for that." And then okay, I'd be like, okay, so we would put it to a thousand dollars a night, mm-hmm. and then a month later they're like, "Why haven't we got no bookings? What's going on? I thought you guys were going to book the property." And I'd be like, "You want to go a thousand dollars a night?" And then now we have to cut the price down mm-hmm. to four fifty, 
to make it work. And then I would actually ask them, I'm like, why don't you actually ask your neighbor what they're booking for? And they'd be like, oh, actually, they only got like 385. And I'd be like, see, you just messed up your entire year. Nice. Like, we had that one owner, he was griping. I think he made like, I don't know, 180,000, I think it was roughly like that. And then when he actually just listened to you, I think you actually brought him over two hundred and like twenty thousand or something like that the next yeah. year, just so he would listen. Yes. So. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. That's that's the the vacation rental management side of things. You know, like you you get to deal with customers owners contractors and you just have to pretty much live and learn like who who you do business with essentially yeah that, i think that was another big point um is we'd actually interview the owners to these properties they would think they're interviewing us oh my goodness he's got to go outside All right, take him outside go. This is just too ridiculous. I'm about to smack him. <laughs> so, like, a, a big thing we would be doing is owners would always tell us, like, hey, we're looking at other management companies and want to kind of get a feel for you. And I would actually be doing the interviewing on them. Like, I have, like, a bucket of red flags. And <clears throat> there's it, – it, it's weird, but you start to see the same personalities and the same characters over and over and I kind of feel like I have a degree in psychology. Like I can usually, usually I know what someone's going to say before they say it just because I've already seen that personality before. So they would start saying things. It'd almost be like a trigger word. And I would be like, I don't want to take this person on. Right. Um, especially people that would, that would say, I don't know, something they would say like, this home is my baby. It has to be kept perfect. And I'd be like, well, your home's about to turn into a hotel. Yes. You're going to have they 20 people in this house every week for the next year. It's not going to be perfect. It. And it, it would be irritating because we'd make that person like $200,000. And they'd find a scuff mark on the wall. And they would lose their minds. And, yeah, a scuff mark right there, right? Like, <laughs> And they just they can't wrap their heads around. So that's why, like, usually I think we kind of got to the point to where if we would set that expectation with the homeowners and say, look, this is a, ho this is literally a hotel. Your yes. home's going to get messed up. We're going to try to minimize kids, the damage, pets. but like the home is going to get messed up. You're going to get scratches on the floor. You're going to get scuff marks. We'll try to fix everything we can in the off season, but like don't come in here griping that there's your laminate flooring at $2 a square foot got scratched when you just made $200,000. Like there's some risks involved with your vacation rental yes um or like when you would specifically tell them like let me design your property because you get good quality commercial grade furniture and furniture is a big thing in vacation rentals mm -hmm. and then these homeowners wouldn't listen to you they're like oh no i'm gonna go to like bow interiors on great in great beach and great furniture super nice but they'd spend twelve thousand dollars on a sofa and then after the summer, there's SpaghettiOs on it. I mean, we wash them, but mm -hmm. they're not commercial grade. And the cushions go flat. And they get messed up. And they're just like, but that was a $12,000 sofa. And you're like, well, if you'd have listened to me, I would have bought you a sofa for 1500 that was actually commercial grade. And it would have lasted the next two years. Yes. And I could pop the slip cover off, wash it, clean it, good to go. And that's where, like, if, if you would just listen to the people that know what they're doing you'll save yourself so much money yes and you know you gotta always put it in the back of your head that it's a vacation rental it's not your dream home like you're literally making money not staying in a house or owning a house like you'll never hear that anywhere else unless you buy a hotel but yeah i I completely agree like some people just don't listen and that's when we just you know weed them out yeah because we'd always look at the end of the year statements and see which house was the worst performing like financially mm -hmm. and if it was usually because of an owner not listening we would just say hey you know it's just not working for us mm -hmm. and you need to find another management company 
yeah. or the ones that well, were like disrespectful some, with, disrespectful, with time. Yes. Somebody, they just need somebody that is 100% focused on them. Like I have, we have like, I don't know, we had 60 owners then and we're literally like <laughs> navigating through each and one of them. And, you know, some are a little bit more, I don't want to say needy, but they are a little bit more, um, like, they care more too, too much more about their homes. Like, some are just like, okay, it's like, a rental home, it's an investment. Literally how the sofas are positioned on the sofa yeah. during a turn day on a Saturday. Yes. When we have 50 homes to turn. The pillowcase, the, the throw pillows on the sofas. Yeah, they're like, it's on the wrong sofa. And you're like, <laughs> man. Yeah, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a learning curve. Yeah. But they learn. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it, it's a big learning process for everybody. And especially for like new homeowners who you try to tell them what to expect, but mm-hmm. they don't get it. Um Another big thing you did was the customer service. Mm-hmm. Um, like we had a receptionist, we had a few receptionists, but you still did a lot of the covering like after 7 p.m. and mm-hmm. sometimes the weekends and things like that. And you dealt with a lot of Karens, like yes. a lot. And I would see those messages because usually they get forwarded to me because they want to threaten a lawsuit yes. over the Wi-Fi being out for 30 minutes. Like I really can't make that stuff up. Like the <laughs> Wi-Fi go down for 30 minutes, like 1 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon, beautiful Saturday. Yes. You should be at the beach. And they're like, I want half my money back or I'm going to sue you. Yes. Um, how'd you, well, I know how you dealt with it. Why don't you, uh, I guess, tell the audience how you would deal with these crazy people and what actually you discovered would work. Because you would see the same personalities with oh, these yes. people. Like I said, like with our business, you deal with so many personalities, um, so many Karens. And, you know, like I do want to say that like, like there are probably three out of 10 Karens, you know, and the seven of those people are like amazing people. Like they thank you and they say like, this is the best house we've ever stayed in. This is the cleanest. This is, you guys are top notch. But then there's always that one bad apple and they just, I think some people are just like that, like wherever they are, like in life, in their marriage, in their relationship, in their house. I I don't know, like some people just come in and they just see negative and, you know, I just, sometimes you just have to tell them no, like initially, like as soon as they ask for something ridiculous you just say no because no good deeds goes unpunished like it's always something like if they ask for a discount that's like the first that's first red flag first red flag ask for a discount you know like i i don't mind giving discounts like it's a hard time like no matter what you say like people are struggling and people need vacation but they would ask for a discount, but it's like ridiculous. Like the house would be priced, I don't know, $500 a night and they want it for $150 a night. So I tell them, no. (laughs) (laughs) And they're just like, that's rude. And I'm like, you literally asked for a $500 a night house to be $150 a night. Like what? that's not rude to you like that's literally i don't know like what's that word i don't know i don't speak much english but uh, yeah no <laughs> but it's it's it, it's very disrespectful like to ask that for well, somebody they like, should ask for the house that is listed at 150 exactly. night, not the one 500 but and, when you tell them no then they would be upset because they think you're being rude exactly like, you wouldn't give them a discount but I know, like, I would even, even I did it myself and you would do it, but yeah. you would say, hey, like, this property is 150 a night. Yeah. And they would, like. Or, or this property is 250 a night. I can give it to you for 150. Like, I want everybody to have a vacation. And they wouldn't take that. And they wouldn't take that. They want the $500 house. Yeah, they want the, the luxury home or whatever, whatever nice but property. Then, so, this is, like, the type of personality you see everywhere. Like, you know, because those are probably the type of people that 
buy something that they can't afford period you know it's true um that was actually that was probably my biggest red flag when i would be first meeting owners and they would immediately say what's your management fee and i would say 20 percent and they'd be like okay i want it for 18 and Mm -hmm. like the people that ask for a discount they're always every single time they were the most problematic owners i would ever have so I had this problem when I would first start because I'd be competing against other companies. And this owner would be like, oh, well, this company said they would do it for 18%. And if you don't do it for 18, I won't go with you. And they'd be like, I like you, John. I want to go with you. And I'd be like, oh, all right, fine, 18%. And then mm-hmm. the next year would just be so painful for me because they would try to nickel and dime me on everything. Yeah. They would be like, oh, I... I saw this scuff mark. I yeah. need $20. Or yeah. this, I found this. Or, you know, there's a thread coming out of the comforter. And I told you that quickly. Like, you did, and I picked it up. discounting on people, same, same, with, same with people in real estate. Unless they were, like, a really good client. When I mean good, yeah. like, I'm closing, like, $7 million a year with them. Yes. It'd be, like, that first-time customer who wants a very low-budget house, and they're, like... Well, I'll shop with you if you'll give up your commission yes. part of it. Yes. Or they'd be like, oh, if you want to list my house, you got to do it for, you know, X amount of percent. Yes. And I'd be like, well, I'm not going to do that. And then they would just be like, oh, well, this person said they would. And I'd be like, you know what? And once I gained my confidence in business, both of us, mm-hmm. I would just be like, well, fine, go with that person. If you, want, if you think 1% is we'll going to make that much yeah. of a difference to you then I don't want to work with you because every single time the person that asked for a discount, they always needed the most attention, mm-hmm. the most time, and they were never satisfied. Yes. They were always, always difficult. Yes. Well, I, I've told you before, like, stop discounting yourself because you know your worth. You know the, you know the game. Like, you know you have people that are willing to invest. You have contacts you know yeah. so don't ever discount yourself and don't ever give away my birkin money <laughs> well that was the other thing like like our really good customers um who were like usually the ones that are very very wealthy they would never ask for a discount they were just happy that we were doing like a good job mm-hmm. and they weren't needy like some of our like top clients we we had we might only talk to them two two to three times a year yes. at most and it was usually like at the end of the tax year mm-hmm. or something like that. We would never hear from them. But the ones that were the discount people, it was like five times a week. Yes. I mean, sometimes like four or five times a day. Yes. And that's when you, you just start the you start seeing these personalities and, and you start and you start getting it. And then that's when that's how we kind of like pick and choose the owners. We had that bucket of red flags, and then we're like she would be immediately, she'd be like, I don't want that person. Like, she'd hear me talking to him on the phone. Or she would see, like, their email. She'd be like, I'm telling you, that one's going to be a problem. And then I started picking up on that. But there was a few times I'm like, no, nah, you, you know what? always look at the silver I'd be like, lining. I'd be like, I think that guy's actually pretty cool. You know, he's just, you know, he's fine. Nice. And then, like, a month later, I'm like, oh, I hate this guy. Like, I got to drop him. You know, like, he's just driving me crazy over I could have saved you five months of, you know, yeah, headache. Definitely, um, you know. I'd say, you know, def- obviously, obviously listen to your spouse, but like mine was my business partner. And if I would have listened to her a lot more, it would have saved me a lot, a lot of headaches. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it has saved a lot of headaches. Um, <laughs> and you, that's where you're pretty good. You would actually listen to me a lot. Like I told everyone, you were very against running the very first condo we had. You didn't want to do oh, nothing yes. with the vacation rentals. And I was kind of like, Nope. Because I knew it was going to be a lot of headache. Well, that, and remember, I designed that condo. Like, it was. That's why it rented so good. Yeah, exactly. I I designed it. I was literally, like, designing that condo while I was in Japan. Like, you would send me, like, the tiles, the floors, the faucets. Like, I still have those pictures, you know? I'll wake up and there'll be, like, a bunch of flooring and all that so like i was designing all of that like away from home so it was my it was my baby and i didn't want any crazy people going in there and pretty much messing it up but then that's when we found out that if you have nice stuff people don't want to ruin it so 
that's that's very another true. point yeah you know if if the if the property was nice people would would Take usually care of would keep it nice yes that was um that that was always kind of like where it would get difficult on like a really high producing property that was in bad shape mm-hmm. so we'd have like a gulf front house six bedroom it's obviously going to make money no matter what the condition is but the house would be like in poor rental shape because they have just been renting it for like 10 or 15 years mm-hmm. and then the owner would be like oh i want my property in perfect shape and i'm like have you looked at your property they you know been there. like there'd be so many issues with it and that was always the hard part because the renters don't respect it when everything's already basically <laughs> scratched yes. or chipped the broken window the broken theory. window theory right so if all the windows are good property's probably gonna stay good and that was kind of something or, or i guess you call it our white sofa theory <laughs> um we'd always tell homeowners like we need to do a white slip cover sofa mm-hmm. and they would be like for a rental property yes. and we'd be like yeah because if we did a white sofa the parents would like i guess control their kids i don't know what they were saying in there but they would be like the sofa would be perfect there'd be no wine spill no spaghettios no pizza sauce but if you put like a dark gray a blue they don't care there'd be wine spilt on it you know fruit loops all over the sofa mm-hmm. so something about keeping it nice and clean i think because they knew they couldn't hide it when we would inspect the property yes they would keep it nicer same with like um all white linen we did all white linen bath towels bed sheets comforters mm-hmm. and people would think we're crazy for doing all white but it was easier for us to actually wash because it would go into a hot bleach bath mm-hmm. and it was just it was easy that way exactly. but people would always just when they would hear that initially they're just like i think you should go dark and we're like no but then renters like it because they, they can see they the can cleanliness see exactly. of of it and that and that i mean that it, it, it's weird how you you kind of pick up on things like that but it's it is so true so true oh what else to talk about um how'd you handle all the accounting with no i guess accounting experience like um because you were managing millions of dollars i know sometimes (laughs) i'm still like like wow that's a lot of money you know sometimes i'm just like whoa how how did i manage to do that sober (laughs) i think you were drunk a lot yeah (laughs) i was but (laughs) No, I mean, again, growing up, like, I actually, I actually started my entrepreneurship when I was young, you know, like, so, well, my mom would sell ice, like, from our, uh, our house in Philippines, because we were the only house that had a refrigerator, like, we were one of the few, so she would sell ice, and I would always steal that, those coins from the basket. <laughs> And she knows. My mom knows. Like, I take it and I go to the store and buy candies. But, like, that's, that's like, one of the, my first entrepreneurship is that if my mom's, like, if you want more money, you need to start making ice. So, I was, like, I make ice bags and I just make, make that for that. And then, um, my mom had me started selling peanuts. (laughs) Like, so, in Philippines, you can buy a bag of peanuts like in, in, in small sachet and my mom would make that and I would sell it in school you know like I remember I think I remember getting in trouble for it because I was disrupting the class or something somebody was trying to buy it but um yeah I, I feel like I've always been a salesperson but like behind on the behind side of it like you did the talking I did all the numbers and all that and and i i love i love spending so i need to know how much i'm spending and how much is going out and how much is coming in so that's like my basic accounting i guess yeah so no that, that is true like I, I was usually always the the face mm-hmm. initially of the sales i mean obviously and um luxury 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 right here <laughs> and um well you know, also Wait, I just want to say too, like, you, you had like the best face for it, cause my face, my emotions shows everything. Like, I eye roll, I raise my eyebrows, like I, I have the RBF sometimes, you know. So I'm, 
I can't, I don't want to say fake it, but you always like knew what to say when something. I was just me. Yeah, like, exactly. Just, I was just me. Exactly. Because I'll I, be like, if it was me and the owner would be like, so-and-so, and I'll be like, that's dumb or like, that's stupid, yeah. you know? And like, I, <laughs> I think that's where you did good with like certain types of people. Exactly. So like you would do good maybe more with like. Somebody was more blunt like me because like, they uh, appreciate that. Yeah, I was gonna say like I I did really good with investors because they're more dry like me, yeah, and not very emotional. Oh, that's true. And then <laughs> I wouldn't do good with like the soft guys or like the the wives that didn't really have like a job. Yeah. That were just like, oh, my husband's like a doctor, and this is my my hobby. Yeah. Because they were just kind of like airheads, but like. I would do really good with like the serious women, like yes. um, like our I won't say her name, but like our our number two client. She's like a very serious person. Yes. And she could not get along with other females. Yes. Like she had a real hard time with that, and that's how she kind of found me. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, "You're awesome." Whereas yes. everyone else, she's like, "I hate you. I'm gonna sue you." And and even like a lot of like r- clients that like like um, like realtors would bring like. Mm-hmm. Like, the realtors would be like, hey, I'm just letting you know this is, like, the most difficult client in the world. And then they would come with me, and I'd be like, this is the best client I've ever had. But it's just because they have such, like, a, I want to say, like, a higher level of expectations and -hmm. accountability. And that was kind of like me, where I wouldn't never make an excuse. I'd be like, oh, I'm going to own this. Or just the way I would talk. They felt this confidence. They felt really good. Whereas the ones that you know, weren't there, they would think I was just like very maybe brash. Is that the right word? Or just too aggressive. Aggressive, yeah. yeah. And I think that's where you would kind of soften it up. And I think you could recognize that. So maybe if it was someone a little bit softer, you would kind of like maybe put them a little bit more at ease. And that's where that teamwork came to play, yeah. especially well, in, the, it, in the real estate side. It's also vice versa. Sometimes some people think I'm too rough and you become yeah. like the mender. And then, yeah. yeah. When you get, when you go rough, you just, I don't know what it is. Cause I'll be like, that person is so nice. What is wrong with you? But there's just something, I don't know. Uh, there's just certain people that rubs me the wrong way. And yeah. I'm just like, I just, I just don't want to speak to them. I think it's usually like stupid people. Well, they stupid just kind of like annoy you with their stupid questions and you're just like, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, it's fine. I'll answer all these questions. It's no big deal. Um, especially if I'm in that mood to talk, I don't mind. But I would say that, that was a big yeah. thing in the real estate side. Whereas like maybe like some of the, I don't know, like wives or spouses would be like, they don't really like my side of how I show a house. I'm like, oh, this is like a great investment property, but they're looking for like a primary home. I'm like, oh, you could flip this house in like three years when you leave. I'm like, oh, if you blow and then, it, and then I'll blow be that like, wall out. Oh, that kitchen is so beautiful, or that bathroom was done yeah. so nice. Like, you know, they they need my eye on it to the design eye, and that and, that, eye and that's where it would it. really help us on the sales side, like being a company together, because I would mm. just be like, yeah, rip all this out, put that floor down. And you'd be like, I'll be like, well, you don't need to spend that much. Just put a rug down. We'll go to Home Goods, girl, and we'll spend like five hundred dollars, and we'll make this place like super nice. Exactly. Right. I mean, that was never like my style. So, yeah, that working relationship, it did really good for us. Like, really, really good. Um, whereas a lot of times, I feel like a lot of spouses can't work together very well. Yeah. And I mean, we obviously had like our. Or rough patches there when we would work together but i think we kind of figured it out over years yes i just learned how to shut up when i need to oh wow <laughs> that, i mean that, that's a great answer right there i mean i just go online shopping i wasn't wasn't expecting that answer that's a perfect answer but seriously you heard it, seriously though like like i i think men are wired so well i know men are wired so differently like remember before like whenever i see something's wrong with you i always ask you like what's wrong tell me blah 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 like now i'm like there's something wrong with him he'll tell me whenever he's ready you know like it's true i i just don't even try because i have other things to worry about like some purse that i needed to buy or something (laughs) i really don't spend that much how many purses do you have uh including the one that i have coming in <laughs> i don't know 
babe. How long have we been together? You know, fourteen years. Next I know, month. Next month. Um, maybe times three. <laughs> wow. No, I mean, you know, I I always say that. Yes, men are wired differently, and it's better to just shut up sometimes. I think that's where we were good at recognizing it yeah. on the business side. Yeah. Like sometimes I would be like, okay, I'm gonna let her take this role yes. because you fit better with that personality, or you're like, you know what, you take that role because yes. we kind of did that with owners. Like we would we would take the owners, and we would usually be like same email thread or same text thread but then mm-hmm. it would become like kind of obvious who they would gravitate they would towards yes. and then they would just start texting one of us off to the side yes. and then we would just kind of go with it that way because yeah. they just felt more comfortable like i guess um but yeah i don't know it's just stuff like that you pick up on yes and that's that's the only way you can work with each other like and i i tell people all the time there are only like i don't know I was going to say a few things that we actually get along, like that we actually have, you know, passion for together, um, real estate and probably cars. <laughs> oh, yeah. We definitely like cars. Um, yeah. yeah. Lucky for you. I know. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, a lot of y'all probably saw we just lost the, Our the, cobra. the cobra replica. That's um, one of my favorite. It was during the during the hurricane unfortunately it's fully covered insurance so it's not a big yeah. deal but yes. it was it could be worse we it was during the whole house it was during covid we watched the ford versus ferrari yes and she goes i like that car yes can i buy one of those and i was like well yeah they're like millions of dollars yes but i was like but they make kit cars mm. and i literally just like googled it and we were at our house in benita and then it is like right here it's in right Naples. Here. and i was like what and they build them over like in palm beach and then, um, then yeah, we wound up getting one. Yeah, which is probably car. like the worst idea ever because it was during COVID and we shouldn't have been spending that much money. Yeah, but it was. I mean, it was, but it was, it was a, fun, a car. fun car. Like I love that car, so we we are definitely getting another one. So. Oh yeah, well we got a lot of other cars we want to buy. Um, that's yeah. something we really do agree on as cars. You've never been like, oh, I don't like that car. Yes. Like you like the muscle cars, you like the exotics. I mean, Bikes. even motorcycles, stuff yes. like that. So no, we we definitely agree on a lot of things. Everything else. Um I don't know, especially not fashion, like... Yeah, we're definitely different <laughs> on the fashion side, yeah. Yeah, and I used to dress him up, like, I, I really did, like, I buy a lot of things for him, and that's not his love language, so... Oh, where are the button-ups you buy me? Because <laughs> I don't have to iron them, they just come right out of the dryer, it's great. Well, that, but, you know, that's 13 years later, yeah. babe. That's true. So, I don't know, we're probably coming up on near an hour. We are. People are probably let's, tired of hearing us talking. But <laughs> what's, um, what's, tell everybody what's next in the future for you. For me, oh. In the next year. Let's go to the well, next year. Well, I definitely want to get my master's um, for my mommy because she doesn't even know, like, how important that is. Or she doesn't even care. She just wants grandbabies. So, not next year, mom, but... Um, I don't know there's that and then we i really want the consulting business to go off hopefully if not i just i really just want to chill i want to go to europe and do nothing like my sisters are already talking about <laughs> of course they did right then <laughs> my sisters are talking about like going to europe together and traveling i'm like you guys can tell me when you're there and I'll tell you to come to our villa, you know, because I just want to not yeah. do anything for a whole month or two. I don't know, how, however long I can take not having the dogs. So, um, yeah, I, I really want to start another business. <laughs> yeah, we haven't talked about that one business. We won't announce that yet, yeah, but we've been, yeah. we've been working on it. Um, that'll probably happen maybe later this year. Maybe. I think the hurricane kind of put a little halt on that. Um, but yes. but maybe this is the time to start it. could it, be the know? good time to start it. Um, that is definitely in the works. Uh, I think that'll be a, I think that'll be a really good business for us on that one. And it's another real estate related business. Yes. So I think that'll be really good. Um, and then the jewelry business is obviously going to continue. Yes, I just yes, I just love making that stuff. Is there another show plan? Um, 
I don't know. When are you bringing me back to Naples? You tomorrow. Know, sip shop, <laughs> socialize, Christine. Um, we're flying back She's tomorrow. amazing. Yeah, so I'll look at her schedule. I mean, we're supposed to be in Europe, remember? So I haven't signed up for any of her shows. I'm guessing we'll probably do Naples for a week and then go to Europe. Yes. We'll Something see. like that. We'll, we'll see. see, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Well, I think that's all I got left, unless you got anything else you want to add. No, I'm hungry. I am hungry, too. <laughs> all right, that's the end of the show. Thanks. Thank, thank you, guys. Don't forget to like and subscribe the YouTube channel. Yeah, there you go. Like, subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.